Check your productions in conjunction with Inspire Fitness Academy presents Fitness Strip Bear, a show that, as in the title suggests, will try to strip bare the myths, rumors, and gimmicks of the phenomenon that in itself has become a worldwide industry. Welcome to episode five of Fitness Strip Bear. Today's subject is agility. I'm Ellis, as you know, and I'm talking with John Briggs from Inspire Fitness. It is Inspire Fitness. It is. It's Inspire Success Academy of Fitness, actually. But well, Inspire Fitness is perfectly okay. Okay, good. What is agility, John? Well, agility is really beneficial for lots of different things. So, first of all, in a nutshell, it just means light on your feet. And then, of course, for various other sports and everyday life, it really is incredibly beneficial. So, let's think about a sport like, I don't know, let's say tennis, for example, or or soccer, or any of the footballs. There's positions that you, you would play that require ridiculous agility. So you have to be very, very light on your feet, which enables you to get into a better position to play the shot, whatever it might be. It could be a backhand, a volley or whatever. We're well, talking about uh, tennis and stuff. Is agility mm. natural? Is like, uh, Can you be naturally gifted with agility or is it something you have to work on? That's a very good question. I think it's both. And also, when you're a kid, you generally tend to mimic the people around you so, for example, if your parents are dancers, then you'd probably copy them from about the age of two or three or whatever it might be. So, yeah. therefore, you start to develop those skills. If your favourite tennis player happens to be really agile, then you're going to copy them. Same with a soccer player or whatever, basketball, whatever it might be. You tend to copy their moves when you're young. So, therefore, you, you develop those skills. And, uh, and if you keep doing it, it's like anything in life. If you keep practising it, then you're going to get good at it. If okay. you stop doing it, yep. then obviously you lose it. So is agility training um, as important as strength or endurance training? Absolutely it is. It depends on what you're doing it for. So let's look at boxing. My hero, the ultimate man of all time, apart from me, Muhammad Ali. And he was incredibly agile. His footwork, he was for a huge guy, you know, a heavyweight, light on his feet. That was his thing. He was, he'd float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. So he was so light on his feet and ridiculously agile that they couldn't catch him, you know? I'm guessing, like, rugby league would be a good example of that because you see these big men now, Mm. and um, they're fleet of foot. Absolutely, they are. These guys are moving the way you couldn't comprehend of them doing it in the 80s. Yes, exactly right. And that's the way a lot of sport's going. Big people learning different skills like fleet of foot, like you said. I mean, a winger, for example, sidestepping. Well, they're going these days. They're tries. They're like they're flying. Yeah, absolutely. And again, though, it isn't just sport. I train a number of people with Parkinson's disease. Yes. So Parkinson's is a neuro or a brain issue. So your brain stops sending messages to the body to move properly. With the research that I've read up on, and now actually putting into practice with clients, they're getting great results through agility training and coordination training and balance training they're all sort of linked they'll go into one yeah. yeah so for example a someone with parkinson's they start getting stiff with their movements and common sense says that if they practice movement then they would actually improve what they're doing now that's actually really really true because they start to remember what they were good at Let's take Muhammad Ali again. He He's the most famous Parkinsonian of all time, as well as Michael J. Fox. And uh, he would be, he could hardly move. He would walk like 
the black and white Frankenstein, you know, movies. Yes. And but as soon as he started to mimic what he used to do in the boxing ring, he was perfectly okay. Yeah. Even up into the age of seventy, he could he could bounce around and and for a few minutes it would be just like he was twenty two again. Is that sort of like um, how they touched on it in uh, the movie Robin Williams movie The Awakening? Right. Where um, they relied on past memories. Yes, or, it uh, is. Like, Absolutely, yeah. it is. And the, the the brain goes into the archives, starts remembering what they could do, and especially if it's something that they love. Focus on on what they did in their youth, sort of thing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So they they start to remember it. If you like doing that kind of thing, then it's easy. Yes. So we do a lot of things like agility ladder work. So you put the ladder on the floor. You can do it on tiles, and you have to do various movements. And footwork, let's say, for example, four steps in each square, or two steps in the square, two out of the square, and you keep moving forward. You, yeah, that's right. You, Mitch, director Mitch is doing it now as we speak. Directly now. <clears throat> You've been promoted. Promote, producer Mitch. So footwork, agility. Um, let's say, for example, people getting older, right? So... Um, <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Hey. So... <laughs> I've got one so, week until I leave my 40s. Leave me alone. So... Am I older than you? Are you kidding me? Yeah, That's impossible. Anyway, so... Um, yeah, say for example, uh, someone getting older, right? So if they haven't practised any kind of footwork with agility or whatever it might be, balance, you name it, or go to the gym or whatever, then they're just losing muscle. Every five years you lose a kg... You lose a kilo of muscle, and that's a fact if you don't replace it with weight training. Not only that, if you don't practice things like your footwork and agility movements, then of course you're not going to get very good at it. You're going to get worse and worse and worse. So imagine someone who's 80, the average 80-year-old, and let's say she is crossing the road, and there's two parked cars either side. She can't see what's in front of her so because of the, uh, the vision's been disrupted by the parked cars. So she steps out into the road and a car comes past, or a cyclist. She has to try to jump backwards. Yeah. Now, is she likely to be able to do that? Probably not. Probably not. But if she trained for it and practised it, she could. Yes. So these are the advantages of everyday life stuff. And it's it comes back to just normal things. It's easy to do. And all you have to do is just keep doing it. Well, so... Well, my next question was going to be about approving your agility mm. um, if you're not into sports. So sure. is there, there is a relevance there. Like, yeah. so does it serve a purpose to you know, keep well, doing exercises to improve There's your one of the purposes. Um, if, you're not, if you're not in the sporting yeah, arena. Because yeah, everyday sure. people, you know. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's take away the, fact, uh, the, the sporting thing. Let's just say it's for everyday life. Right. The, the example I've just used is a great example. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Or let's say you're gardening. Uh, I did this the other day, actually. I was gardening on a slope. And uh, our house it has a big slope, and it sort of falls towards a fence. No, don't take a fence. Anyway, I'm sorry. Not... So <laughs> I had one foot really high on the slope and one foot much lower. And being super competitive, I thought, ah, <laughs> this slope is not going to beat me. So I, I took a foothold on a, uh, a stone, which I didn't realise was loose. I thought it was, you know, stuck into the ground. It was loose, and, my, and I lost my balance. I slid down the slope. On the way down, it all happened in a hundredth of a second. I grabbed hold of a tree, spun round, my back hit the fence, but I had enough agility to not fall over. Okay. Combined yeah. with the balance 
and coordination to be able to do that, but I've been doing this all my life. So someone who hadn't done that, who hadn't been training all their life to do this, would probably have fallen over, maybe broken the leg, smacked their head, done a hip, yeah, and that's that's actually the worst. Well, they're always most popular old age injuries, aren't they? And that's just to throw in something else, which isn't tonight's subject, but um, hip injuries with older people or breaking hips and fractured hips are much worse if they suffer from something called osteoporosis. Yes. And oste- osteo means bone, porosis means porous. So, yeah, the, the vitamin D and calcium combined, and also with strength training, will help alleviate osteoporosis. Anyway, that's... I'm going to digress for a minute, because yeah. uh, obviously it's not on topic for agility tonight, guys, mm. or today. Uh, but is there any other ways to get calcium, barring drinking milk? Because a lot of people don't like drinking milk. Heaps of ways how to get calcium, and our vegan friend over here will tell us. Best place to get your calcium from would be from vegetables. Green leafy veg. Kale, yeah. cod greens, raw fennel. Absolutely. Broccoli. Yeah. Massive no, artichokes, right. turnip greens. Yeah. Then fruits, dates, currants, black currants specifically, oranges, dried apricots, mm. figs, blackberries, beans. Yeah. No. Tempeh. And Mitch is a hundred percent right. Beans, you don't have to get beans. it just from milk. Anyway, juice, would that increase your agility? Milk, milk. Okay, you're on a roll. Let's let's leave milk. bloody calcium. We have day. digressed yes. again, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Even get calcium on your cheeseburger on the sesame seeds. Fantastic. To find proteins and calciums and carbs and what all that stuff, yeah. which we're going to obviously touch on in another yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, but now we've talked about it now, it'd be good to say, you know, well, calcium. Yeah? Well, calcium is a uh, it's a mineral. Yes. Okay, so a mineral is a micronutrient. There's two a lots what? of micro. Micro meaning small. Yeah, the micronutrient. So is uh, vitamins are also micronutrients. Macronutrients, the buzzword of last year, you've got to get your macros, are carbs, protein, uh, fat, water, and cheers, yeah. alcohol. Oh, lovely. So, yeah. I like big macros. Nice, big yeah. macro. Very yeah. good. Thank you very much. <laughs> Look, we'll jump, mm-hmm. jump to another question. Yeah. We digressed a bit. So burning uh, fat with agility or exercising, uh, can you do that? Yeah, you can. Uh, and in actual fact, anything to do with getting the heart rate up will burn off energy. Burn off, and fat is, as you obviously know, an energy. So the faster you do it, the longer you do it, the more fat you're going to burn. Simple as that. So you don't lose weight with agility? You can do. You can do. You know, It depends, again, same thing, same answer. Depends how fast and how long you do it for and how much you get your heart rate up. So And it isn't really weight loss, it's fat loss, which we're really concerned about. That's so, right. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, you can do. You can do it. You just got to keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. So it serves lots of different purposes. Okay, so um, another topic. Well, agility, it, it's not beneficial in all sports, is it? Because I can't imagine, uh, well, swimmers doing a lot of, Agility training. Very true. And All weightlifters fair. What about, oh, uh, what about the best athletes in the world? Darts players. Oh, Can well. you imagine darts players? No, agility today. I'm There's kidding. a lot of risk actually in darts, but that can come from a no, different of, source of training. Of course, it depends on the sport. Soccer, AFL, any of the footballs, basketball, tennis, boxing. There's loads. Of, I mean, running, yes, to a point. Um, not particularly, but, you know... It depends on the sport. Yeah, right. Well, a lot of those sports too, I guess, yeah, you mentioned uh, um, all these physical sports, they, they rely a lot about on rhythm, I guess, too. That's the same. It's all, um, it's all linked in. Okay. So beat and rhythm go with agility. 
And they go with coordination. So, well, for swimmers, they definitely rely on a rhythm. Yes, they do. Yeah. So yeah. They, yeah. Well, you're a swimmer, so you're breathing. Well, you 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 tell everybody. Well, well, <laughs> uh, well, breathing and regulating regulating your strokes and how yeah. you execute that in the pool mm. to make sure you're not out of breath and make sure you have uh, control when you get to the end where you have to do your flip turns. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I well, I don't know how I really can explain it because I'm not a I'm not a super competitive swimmer. I used to be, mm. uh, which is funny enough. It was um, getting back in the pool that got me back into fitness. Yeah, there you go. So you know, yeah, you're, you're yeah. going through the Parkinson's thing again because right. it brought back a childhood memory of how much I loved being yeah. in the pool. Yeah, yeah. And then, now you're doing it again. Yes. And is that separate from practicing your stroke? Ah, uh, hey, now that comes back to the wrist injury of being a duck. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you warm up before agility training? Do you have to warm up? Yeah, you do because it's fast movement, generally speaking. So, anything fast moving increases the chances of injuries, uh, especially with calf injuries. Calf, your calves take a load of a whole heap of load uh, when you're exercising, and that's why they get sore and stiff um, afterwards if you don't stretch. So, you warm up first. And then you might want to stretch during and certainly, certainly afterwards. So for agility training then, what would be the parts of the body that you would train? Is it all of it? Like, is it legs yeah. and arms? Yeah, yeah it like, is. And no, again, or, or does it focus on depending on what you're doing as? Yes, it does. And that, that's the second bit, right? So for example, if you are a AFL player, then it's a 360 degree game, isn't it? Because you can get tackled from any angle. Yes. So your agility and peripheral vision needs to be practiced for those angles. If you're a soccer goalkeeper, there's only one. It's, a, it's coming straight at you. Yeah. So agility is different for goalkeeping yeah. than it is for AFL. Boxing, again, it's just as important, but again, different. So you just practice it for, for whatever specific it is, whether it, you know, in basketball. And it depends on the position too. So when, we talk, when I asked you before about what is agility, um, agility what? Is reflexes, it's speed, yeah, it's, uh, all in coordination, coordination, coordination fleet of foot, light of foot, all of those things all combined. All that stuff combined. Yeah. Okay, and that, this has been awesome that I'm talking to you about this. Um, so is it one of the things or types of fitness that you have to do often? Yep, yeah, the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. Well, I guess that's the same as anything. And yeah, and the thing is, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tennis player, so, and I can tell you that if I practice my fast footwork before a match, even let's say two hours before, the match I play is much better, much, much, much better. And that's only with like 15 minutes of practice. If I took it really seriously and did it like a professional, imagine how good you get at it. So with 15 minutes of practice of fast footwork, what you're doing, what you're actually doing, you're splitting up a second into hundreds of seconds. So when you're playing a sport, especially with the ball coming at you at over 100 kilometers an hour, 140K, then you have to get your footwork right. Yeah. Because if you don't, then your body angle on reaching the ball is going to be offline. So you've got to get your everything in line. And if you're reaching for it and you're, you're not there with your footwork, then you're not going to play a shot as good. It's as simple as that. So it is. And then, of course, you've got to incorporate your endurance, which you talked about last week, and your aerobic cardiovascular. That's all included. So your agility and fast feet gives you the ability, the agility gives you the ability to break down a second into lots of hundreds of a second. So in, in order for you to get in the right position to execute what you're trying to execute. So for example, in boxing, imagine Manny Pacquiao, for example, his footwork is fantastic for an offensive fighter. 
So, and Floyd Mayweather's footwork is amazing for a defensive fighter. Okay, yeah. So it's different, but they train differently. But they both will train their feet to be super fast in order to get in position to either, in Pacquiao's case, land the combinations with his hands. So it's, boxing isn't, a lot of people might think it's just about throwing punches. It's all footwork. No, that's right. Yeah, they focus so, a lot on doing skipping, don't they? Oh, right God, here. yes. And skipping is a great coordination, agility sport, um, exercise. So if you're a defensive fighter, then obviously you, you've got to try and get out of the way yes. with your footwork and counterpunch. Yes. So you wait for their mistake. Well, don't wait for them. You make them make mistakes. And the only way you can do that is with footwork and feints and dummies and things like that. And then they make a mistake, then you counter them. But it all comes from agility of mind and foot and hands. So is agility then, um, can you do mind training or something for agility? Or mental training, so to say? Yeah, you can. Because obviously agility is obviously very physically based. For sure. And the best way to do any kind of, um, of training with your mind for anything at all, and this includes agility, is visualization. So put it this way: If you visualize, if you're going to go back to boxing. I'll throw in uh, shadow boxing. Is that what you're talking about there? Uh, yes and no. But visualizing with your mind. Yeah, because that's what that's what I'm talking about. Before before you do anything yeah, physical. We... No, before you just lying there, lying lying on a bed or whatever it is, ah, okay, just yeah, going yeah, through yeah. in your head how yeah. how it's going to work. So and this we're getting a tiny bit off topic here, but this is all to do with positivity as well and believing that. You can do it. Now, if you've got a mental movie in your mind of the way something's going to work and it works brilliantly and it's in what I call high, de- high definition HD, um, it's super color, it's fantastic, it's like, wow, this is Teddy brilliant. Colors, yeah, 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 yeah. And you can see everything's working really brilliantly well. If you then go into the actual pursuit that you're doing, the chances are that it'll be, it'll be really good. Yeah. Put it this way. If you visualize it being rubbish... You're going to be rubbish. You're you? going to be rubbish because you're sending a message from your brain to your body tell, saying that you can't do this. So is agility a confidence thing then? Not really. Uh, it's a practice thing, like I said earlier. But the more, no, keep saying the, same. The, the more you do it, the better you get at it. However, I will say though, if you are lacking in confidence in it, then you are decreasing your chances of doing it right. Of being able to pull whatever it is you want yeah. to do off. Yeah, exactly. Because. If you don't believe you can do it in the first place, you're not going to do you're it. You're not going to do it. That's and right. I only had a new client yesterday, and we were going through some agility ladder work, and uh, and she she obviously believed she couldn't do it because when I demonstrated, she didn't copy what I demonstrated. Oh, okay. It's very interesting actually, and I had to slow it right down to nothing, really, really slow, walking it. Yeah. And even then, she still couldn't get it. So we had to go one square at a time in, oh, the, okay. in the agility ladder. And it, and it was only doing four steps in each square. That's all it was. So And she kept doing three or five. I know. It's bizarre, isn't it? So well, in the she end... She might have been a drummer and couldn't um, count to four. Well, it's maybe so. But it's, yeah, it's confidence, it's rhythm, it's uh, practice. And, and just a lot of people just don't... With the brain training, because that's what it is. You've just got to keep practicing it. But it's patterns as well. So when your yeah. brain... This is why boxing or boxer size, taking punches isn't good, by the way. I just need to say that. When I say boxing, I mean throwing combinations and hitting a bag or pads or whatever it might be. Boxing is a superb uh, exercise for fitness. But it's also a brilliant, brilliant exercise for coordination. Um, and coordination is linked with agility. So your brain is split into two. 
right? So left and right hemisphere. So one of them does one thing, the other one does the other. They're, and we're all one hand dominant or one right side well, dominant. I'm, I'm, well, being a drummer, mm. I'm guessing um, agility will definitely play of course obviously a role in that because sure. I'm using yeah, two both feet sides of the time, brain, no, yeah. two hands. Yes, exactly. Brain, thinking this has to do one sure. thing while the other one's doing the other. Yeah. So, well, it's, that's and, that's right. a, and that's a learned thing. That's it something is. I've got to keep practicing. Because if you stop, yes, it's a very similar it. thing. And you picked up on that. As, that is a really good example. And boxing sort of similar because most of us are, let's say, right-handed, aren't we? Okay. Yes. So that means that we do have nearly everything with your right hand. So when it comes to doing something something like boxing or agility ladder work or whatever it might be, then the non-dominant part of your body isn't getting the messages from your brain until you start to practice how to do it. And that's when you get better at it. So I'm a bit of a freak. I'm right-handed, 100% right-handed and 100% left-footed. Well, which is very strange. Well, it's funny you should say that because I was left-handed. Mm. When I say was, I used to write with my left hand, but in uh, I went to school in the seventies, so that's kind of got. Yeah, you I thought got, you were I got, I got, mm. Yeah, so I got trained to write right-handed, but I'm left-footed and mm. left-handed in everything else. So you are naturally left. Yeah, yes. yeah. Did you vote? Did you vote for Bill Shorten? No. So you're not naturally left. <laughs> well, John, it's been fabulous talking to you today, and. We're going to go straight into our favourite subject, which is rapid fire. Fantastic. Here we go. Are you ready? Absolutely. Is anything achievable? Everything's achievable. Uh, It depends on the time frame that you've got to achieve it in and how much you are prepared to put into the work to dedicate yourself to do it. Okay, cool. (laughs) Now, exercising on an empty stomach, good or bad? Not good because um, you need to have the fuel in your body to achieve the best results. And obviously, if you've got nothing in the tank, then you can't achieve much. So you're going to feel fatigued and tired and everything else. Pretty much like a car. You've got to feel yeah. in it to go. Exactly. Sweet. Okay. Less calories, cal- less calories. Does it equal weight loss? Yes, it does. But weight loss isn't the most important thing. You've really got to have the calories to match the amount of exercise that you're doing as well. But... Okay. <laughs> well, that alarm seems to go really quick, doesn't it? It does. And it keeps going, apparently. Uh, will copying someone else's program benefit you? Not really, because it really needs to be tailored to yourself. Um, it might to a point, but it depends what you're trying to achieve, depends on your goals, it depends on exactly what you want. Somehow, I think we've touched on this before, but I'm going to ask the question again. Stair climbing. Yeah, really good. It's fantastic exercise. I mean, it's a great cardio exercise, and... You're going to build up your leg muscles. You're going to burn off a lot of fat. Um, you're just going to make sure you stretch afterwards, especially your calves. I hate that buzzer so much. <laughs> <laughs> and producer Mitch loves it. Well, thank you, John. It's been awesome talking to you you're again today. You're extremely welcome, as always. And remember, walking through a spider web does count as agility training. And we'll see you next time. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you very much.